Hey friends, and welcome to episode 60 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is going to be short and sweet. If you're listening in real time, it's the week of Christmas, and many of you are prepping to close out for some time off, or you're already in holiday mode, counting down the days till Christmas Eve. In last week's episode, episode 59, I walked you through my annual planning process, one that I've been using and improving for, I don't know, maybe the last five to 10 years. And if you haven't tuned into that one yet, definitely add it to your to-do list so you can plan with purpose as you walk into the new year. Whether you're listening to this episode in late December, early January, or even the middle of June, there's one thing that we all need to make sure we're planning for regardless of the time of year. So I've decided to dedicate an episode to giving you all of the ideas you need to make planning this part of life a priority. Today, I'm talking about recharge, one of the five pillars of living with heart. You've probably heard me say before that time management begins with heart management, but you may not know that heart has become the core of my practice as a time management coach. Each letter in the word heart represents a different piece of the overall time management puzzle. H for habits, E for energy, A for attention, R for recharge, and T for time. It's so appropriate that time comes last because moving things on our calendar can't begin until we've considered the other four pillars. So in this episode, I'll share why it's critical to prioritize recharge, what exactly recharge means in the context of life and time management, and how you can be intentional about recharging in your life to show up as your best self for yourself and for your loved ones. As always, you can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at About Time Podcast forward slash 60. That's a six and a zero. And if you listened to episode 59, or maybe it's next on your list, and you haven't grabbed my 2021 Plan With Purpose checklist bundle, which includes my plan to plan checklist, everything I do to set myself up for success for planning my year ahead, including my full supply list. Plus, you'll find the 29 questions I ask myself each year to plan with purpose. I've already heard from several of you who've started planning your year with the checklist, and I am loving all the photos shared on Instagram of you putting up your calendars and setting up your theme months. You can find the 2021 Plan With Purpose checklist over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 60. And if you've been listening for a while and you haven't subscribed to the show yet, I encourage you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. 
You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. We are not robots or cell phones or wireless Bluetooth speakers. So how exactly does recharge apply to us as humans? It would probably help for me to go back to the beginning and share with you why I like to use the word recharge and why recharge is such a key element of living with heart, as I shared at the beginning of this episode. There are some things in life that just light us up, that give us energy, that replenish us physically, mentally, and emotionally. You can probably think of some things right now activities, even people who just make you feel great. All work and no play makes Anna and probably you too a dull girl. And that's where recharge comes in. Recharge is the word I like to use to capture three critical categories of replenishing our physical, mental, and emotional energy. Those three categories are rest, relationships, and recreation. Y'all know how much I love some alliteration with my marketing Mondays and wash towels Wednesdays, so it thrills my soul that all of these words just go together so well. But unlike meetings on a calendar, client deadlines, or work projects, rest, recreation, and relationships can be kind of abstract, and they have to be managed and led by us. Most of the time, no one is going to put this kind of stuff on our calendar for us. It's up to us to carve out time for, and we desperately need it. So let's dive into each one. We'll start with rest. When we talk about rest, we could definitely get into the importance of getting the recommended seven to nine hours of sleep each night. But instead, let's look at it from the context of taking time off. A 2019 study on vacation by the U.S. Travel Association found that more than half of U.S. workers, 54%, reported feeling guilty about taking vacation time. 55% of American workers didn't use all of their paid vacation time. And even when people do take vacation, 70% of the respondents in another survey by Turnkey admitted to checking in with work while they were out. Far too often, we can get swept up in the deadlines and projects of the year and wait for a slower time to magically appear to take vacation. Or we feel like we have to earn our time off, even though we already have the vacation days available and given to us. Newsflash, my friend, a magically perfect time to take vacation is probably not just going to appear. You've got to treat it like a boulder, a big, immovable, non-negotiable part of your life, block it out in advance, and work around it. 
In the next few months, I'll actually be prepping to take a few months off after our new baby is born. So I'm looking forward to putting together an episode on how to prep for being away from work for an extended period of time, whether that's a week-long vacation, a month-long sabbatical, or a two to three month long maternity leave. So let's move on to relationships. On the subject of relationships, especially our closest relationships, just like we tend to wait and give whatever's left over to our restful time off, our relationships often get our leftovers too. There are so many ways that we can categorize relationships in our lives. Close friends, work friends, work proximity acquaintances, as Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec likes to say. But let's look at these two groups. People we see often with little effort and people we don't see often. So people we see often with little effort include our spouses or partners, our children who still live with us. And if you're reporting to an office for work, there are the usual suspects that you see regularly at the office. Because we see this group of people so often and so little effort is involved, we can tend to take people in this group for granted. Just ask any married couple who hasn't had a date night in a few years and spending time together looks more like zoning out in front of their phones while watching The Office for the 29th time. So here, I challenge you to ask the question, how can I create more opportunities for quality time with this group of people that I see often? One of my time management clients and her husband shared that they have a bowl of truth or dare style questions in their living room. Anytime one of them notices that they've slipped into the zombie phone scroll, they grab the bowl and ask each other funny questions. I love this idea. It's so simple. And just the act of sitting down and creating the questions on little slips of paper can be a fun quality time activity. This is where open and clear communication with your people is really key. And we could do a deep dive into Gary Chapman's love languages here, but I'll skim the surface. If you're not familiar, Gary Chapman's five love languages describe the five general ways that romantic partners, but this could also apply to friendships, express and experience love. I'll be sure to link the book and the love language quiz so you can learn more, but the five love languages are words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, quality time, and gifts. In order to create meaningful connection with your closest relationships, talk about each other's love languages and see how you can meet in the middle or switch back and forth between activities that speak to both of your love languages. For example, my husband Scott's love language is quality time. Mine is acts of service. So I try to make an effort to be fully present whenever we're together and to come up with activities that we can do together or just ask meaningful questions that can lead to good conversation. Even watching Jeopardy reruns and yelling out answers is something fun that we can do together. On the flip side, The other category is of people that we don't see often. We have to make an effort to see this group of people in our lives. So one of two things usually happen. We don't make an effort. We don't see or talk with them often. The relationship gradually gets weaker to the point of near non-existence. Or one or both of the people in the relationship takes the lead to make sure you stay connected and in touch, even though it takes some effort. 
Previously, this group was mainly composed of friends and family who live far away from us. But this past year of social distancing due to the pandemic has completely changed the members of this group around for us. And social connection takes more effort and creativity than ever. Group text threads and apps like Voxer and Marco Polo have kept us connected, just like Zoom happy hours was a thing in the beginning of the pandemic. So as you're thinking of folks in this group, you can ask yourself, who do you not see often that you want to create or grow a connection with? What could that look like? A regular phone call? Restarting the Zoom happy hour? What could that look like? Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at annadcornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at annadcornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. And finally, let's talk recreation. At some point during the transition from being kids to becoming adults, a lot of us lost our hobbies or lost touch with having fun for the sake of having fun. Everything has to have productivity or some kind of value tied to it in order to be worth our time, it feels like. But some things can just be fun. One of my goals for 2020 was to do more fun things for the sake of having fun. But I had to start by asking, wait, what does fun mean to me? I had to decide for myself, and no one else could do it for me. If you're scratching your head thinking, well, wait, what's fun for me? I challenge you to make a list of 100 dreams just like in the Plan With Purpose checklist from episode 59. 
Get your creative juices flowing and see what rises to the top. And I'll be sure to link to that checklist over in the show notes. If you want a shortcut because 100 dreams feels kind of daunting, try asking yourself, what would I do if I had all the time in the world and money wasn't an issue? What pops up? And how could your pie in the sky answer be reshaped to fit your life today? Maybe you can't hop on a plane, move to the Bahamas, and open a tiki bar, but you can pick up a recipe of cocktails and start playing mixologist in your kitchen on the weekends. When I did this reflection last year, I realized that I love the idea of cooking things from Southern Living Magazine, but I never actually pulled out the magazine to try my hand at the recipes. Cooking from Southern Living speaks to my love of hosting and hospitality, even if no one's coming over. And it also helps me feel connected to the women in my family who kept stacks on stacks of Southern Living issues in their homes, like a monthly lifestyle Bible of sorts. I decided to kick off January 2020 by baking the gorgeous chocolate cake with sugar magnolias on the cover of the December 2019 Southern Living issue. You can actually find the highlights from that adventure in my Instagram stories. It took three days and was a ton of work, but it was awesome and I had so much fun in the process. I'll be continuing the tradition this year by baking the December 2020 white cover cake. It's coconut cake with chocolate ganache filling, if you're curious, and I'll be getting my bake on the week that this episode airs just in time to bring it to Christmas Day lunch. But the recipes and ingredients for that cake and the other fun recipes I like to try throughout the year aren't going to magically appear in my pantry. I also love exercise classes like bar and yoga and lifting weights. Going for walks on the lakefront near our home is also a favorite family activity, but the time to get to the gym or the lakefront isn't going to magically appear on my calendar. And that's the common thread for all three of these aspects of recharge, rest, relationships, and recreation. No one is going to schedule this for you. This time is not going to magically appear on your calendar like a meeting invitation from your boss. This is up to you, and I'm so excited to share my secret for carving out time for recharge. It's called Look Ahead. A look ahead time block, to be more exact. And quick refresher if you're new around here. A time block is a meeting you schedule with yourself for a specific purpose. It has a clear start time and end time, and it lives in your digital calendar or on the pages of your paper planner. Every Thursday morning, I have a recurring time block on my calendar, a meeting with myself called Look Ahead. And even though it's just me, this meeting has an agenda. Well, it's actually more of a checklist. You should know by now that I really like checklists. Let me tell you how it works. Every Thursday, I start my day by looking ahead to the weekend and asking myself these eight simple questions. First, what needs to be rearranged to close out the week? This gives me a chance to look at my original goals for the week, see what hasn't been completed yet, make adjustments for things that have come up, 
and plan the rest of Thursday and Friday to make sure the most important things are completed. Second question, do I need to plan for any work over the weekend? I try my hardest to get everything done during the 20 to 25 working hours I have during my week while Millie is at childcare. But the reality is that it doesn't always happen. And right now, I've got frequent doctor's appointments as I'm heading into the third trimester of my pregnancy. Sometimes Millie gets sick and has to stay home. Sometimes things just come up. Looking ahead on Thursday and deciding what, if any, work I'll do over the weekend helps me set expectations with Scott in advance and block out when I'll get that work done, usually during Millie's afternoon nap times. Things start to get a little more fun with question number three. Are we going to the gym this weekend? So based on anything already planned, I go ahead and block out two hours for a family trip to the gym, which brings me to question four. Do I need to reserve Millie a spot at Playland? We're super fortunate that our gym has a fantastic childcare center called Playland, but it requires reservations 24 hours in advance. Rather than waiting to the last minute and potentially missing the window, setting this reminder on Thursday morning and making the reservation then makes us so much more likely to follow through with our plans and head to the gym once Saturday morning arrives. All right, question five. Are there any Southern living recipes I want to try this weekend? I've got the most recent issue close by and a folder full of pages torn out in the filing cabinet beside my desk. If I've had my eye on a specific recipe or if something seems interesting, I'll place a grocery pickup or delivery order for the ingredients I need so I'll have it ready to go for the weekend. And of course, this question is going to be different for you based on your idea of fun. Maybe you ask yourself, are there any friends I want to connect with this weekend? And you go ahead and reach out to make plans. Maybe you ask yourself, Do I want to go surfing this weekend? And you go ahead and check the waves. Disclaimer, I know nothing about surfing, so I just assume that this is something that one would check. Whatever you decide, this is your chance to carve out the time in advance of the weekend so that when the weekend rolls around, the decision is already made and you're ready to rock and roll. Last three questions. Do we need anything from Target for a drive-up order? If so, I'll go ahead and place the order, but I'll wait and go pick it up on Saturday or Sunday. Question seven, when will we do laundry and house cleaning? We usually get started first thing Saturday or Sunday morning, depending on what else is planned for the weekend. And finally, question eight, do I want to take a nap? Yes, seriously. I love naps, and this might seem crazy, but I've found that if I think through the weekend in advance, when we'll clean, whether I need to do work, what family activities we'll do together, I can decide whether or not to take a nap. It's just one way to be intentional about rest while still setting yourself up for success over the weekend and the week ahead. So to recap, Recharge in the form of rest, relationships, and recreation feed our soul. Recharge replenishes us physically, mentally, and emotionally, but the time for intentional recharge doesn't magically appear. Like most good things in life, it takes intention and planning. 
and creating a look ahead time block, whether yours is on Thursday morning like mine or another day of the week that makes sense for you. Creating a look ahead time block is just one way that you can bring more intention to the recharge you hope to create during your weekends. I'd love to know if you're already practicing something like a look ahead time block and what kind of questions you ask yourself to prep for a weekend full of recharge. Hop over to the It's About Time podcast community on Facebook and let us know. You can find it in the show notes or by going straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. I'd love to know what you plan in advance. And by swapping ideas, we can all step into our weekends with more intention. And as always, all of the details from today's episode, including a link to the five love languages, can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 60. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 61. Episode 61 will go live just days before the start of 2021. So we'll dive into the most common mistakes we tend to make when setting our New Year's resolutions and how to avoid those mistakes so your resolutions actually stick. I cannot wait to share these with you. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.